Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And the full-time whistle goes then at Anfield in the third round of the FA Cup. will go to a replay. Liverpool 2 Wolverhampton Wanderers 2, it could have been worse, Wolves thought he'd won it, but they had a bit of VAR controversy, really, I think we're right in saying, the linesman gave Matthias Nunez, who took the initial corner, as offside, and there was no camera angle, I think we heard him from VAR to overturn it, so perhaps it could have been worse for Liverpool, but yeah, I mean, in a season where the Reds have pretty much underperformed, and that feels like another one where the Reds have underperformed, um, and their reward for that is... Is a, a midweek trip to Molyneux uh, in a couple of weeks' time, maybe, which yeah. I don't think anybody really particularly wanted to put all Wolves. But yeah, we, we are where we are with this team at the moment. Mate. They're just this is what they are. They're a very inconsistent side, and this is what you get when that happens, really. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I think sort of when you look at the two respective lineups, you'd have to say it's a really disappointing night's work because we always spoke sort of. In the team news reaction, the build-up to actual games, Liverpool have gone full strength with what's available to them and Wolves have kind of made some changes. There was some experience in there, but there were some youngsters in there and we couldn't really sort of make that dominance in terms of individual show at any stage. And I think that's what's most disappointing. We we started off really well, but we allowed Wolves into the game and that's something we're doing far too much of recently. And ultimately, like I say... To come away from that, not in round four. We're in the hat, obviously, but not through and round four, boxed off with another game to come further down the line. It is the worst possible outcome. Like, there's an argument to say, I'm not going to sort of put words in his mouth, but there's an argument to say Klopp would have rather have got beat towards the end than had a replay because we all know how he feels about cup replays. He absolutely despises them. He's got no interest. He doesn't turn up to most of them. So it is the worst possible outcome in many senses. But performance-wise, which is probably arguably the most important thing, given it was a draw, Still wasn't quite clicking, was it? it was, there was moments where you thought, here we go. But then straight away, like Naby Keita is sort of the perfect example. He comes on, does really well, and then falls off a cliff, his performance. And we just we just hurt ourselves too often. We say, oh, you were playing well, but then there's that. Have that piece of shit as well. It's just frustrating. Yeah, it was. It was a bit of a... Like I say, the, the goals that Liverpool conceded, I think the first one, just think about the goalie. Yeah. The second one's actually a little bit unlucky. I don't think Canate's brilliant, but it just just cannon off Wang. Like I say, if not for... New, I mean, I, it looks like, from what we can... 
the 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 general consensus should be that Nunes probably was offside, given where the, the fact that he sprinted back, he probably was. Mm. But like I say, when when the VAR can't, when there's no angle for them to see, they're gonna have to stick. Like people who are actually in the YouTube chat right now, and there's a lot of obviously fans of other teams who are obviously jumping a little bit, and they're saying VAR. It wasn't a VAR issue. It's the lines when he gives the decision. The VAR can't overturn it because if you can't see the fella on any of the decisive camera angle, yeah. then that's one of those things. But like I say, I don't think it's a VAR thing. I think that's just you've got to assume and that's all you can do that the fellow with the flag was right which I get it it's the difficult one but it, my guess is he probably was offside but there's no we, ca- we can't be sure either way because there's literally no way to know well that's it and it's also difficult to get angry about it because there's no way of us knowing you know I mean? we no could be, people could be getting angry in the chat and it turns out Nunes was a yard offside coming back from the corner that was kind of the general consensus before we knew about the camera angle stuff that we thought it must be Nunes could we, let's be honest we, what we've seen nobody's offside but we made the point when it was happening live we can't see Nunes so who knows so we have to take his word for it like you say and there is every possibility that Nunes was offside just with the way it looked and off, how often are they offside and that's one of them if Liverpool that happens to Liverpool it's really frustrating because you should be able to see that you're offside you shouldn't want the ball back in that situation I know it just kind of falls to him but like I say I think it's a difficult one to get angry about from a Wolves perspective or a rival fan because who knows yeah we've got no we've got no idea <laughs> no, we've got no idea to know and there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Right, then we mentioned before Liverpool picked a pretty strong side. They fall behind, like I said, they were stinking. There's not much point analysing that Alisson goal because it's just a fuck up and it is it just it's indicative of the season, really. Mm. They, they score a very good goal um, with Trent finding Nunes. They had one real massive bit of quality Liverpool show all, all game. Yeah. Um, and then they get, a, they get a bit of good luck because Salah again was offside and then Totti goes to the header, plays Salah on, and Salah finishes it well. And the issue we've got, mate, and it's been this all season, that was that you don't feel comfortable holding on to a one-goal lead. And like I say, it's a fortunate bit of excuse me, bit of play by 
by Wolves and it just cannons back off Wang. Mm. But that seems to happen to us. Like, yeah, it just feels like, yeah, we're not comfortable. We're never sitting here going, oh, it's 2 1, we'll see this out. That, that, that was never the case because they just haven't earned our trust. They haven't defended well enough. The midfield hasn't done well enough. They, we just we concede far too many chances. And although, yeah, there's a bit of good fortune to it, that, that's just indicative of the season so far. We're just not watertight at the back. No, and other teams know that as well. Like other teams used to come to Anfield or we used to go to their place, whatever it may be. And if we got in front, for the other team, for the opposition, that was like, oh, that's that's done. Like, we know what these... These are mentality monsters. These aren't going to give us enough opportunities to warrant our way back into this game. But with this team now, that's not the case anymore. Like, they know there's vulnerabilities there. They know there's frailties. You can see it on some of the faces. Like... In that second goal, there was a moment just before where Canate essentially volleys it straight at Traore and we just about get away with it. So straight away, Wolves think, hang on, we can get at these. Two minutes later, they do get us and they equalise. And that's what we keep giving opposition. We keep giving them hope. And we never used to do that. Like the first goal comes from something very similar. We get away with one with Joel Matip and then we give them the goal. And we just... It's the game management side of things that's been so frustrating, especially since the World Cup, really, is if we give away an opportunity, we should spend the next five, ten minutes making sure nothing bad happens. Yeah. We keep the ball, we kill the game for ten minutes. We can't do that anymore. We haven't got it in us, and that's what's so concerning. No, you're right, absolutely right. It's, uh, I've got a member chat here, but one of our members says, uh, David Shenton says, we were the mentality monster, but now we're the mentality chickens. It does feel like that. Like you, you just don't trust them. They, they, they haven't earned the trust. They don't deserve the trust because they've been they've shown time and time again. Yeah. They, they just haven't got quite got it. Um, BB says, how was the offside player hindering the goalie? So let's clear this up for those who are jumping in. What did a judge to have said is that the guy who took the corner when it comes back off the Wolves player who wins the header, he was he was a judge to be offside. The guy who then crosses it in for the goal. VAR checked it, and from what we're led to believe, there was no camera angle that had him and all the defenders in one shot. So they've had to stick with the linesman's original decision. It was him who put the flag up. It wasn't VAR. If that goal hadn't, if he hadn't put his flag up, they wouldn't have chalked it off. It was the fact that it was one of those in, that those mad things where the camera angle apparently just couldn't see. And my guess is it couldn't have. There was no angle that showed Nunes, Trent, Allison all in one go, so they couldn't get the lines out. So that's what it was. Listen, from our point of view, there's an argument to be said that rather than draw, we could have just lost that and cracked on. Like I mean, a lot of people want to say that, but that's what that is the the general thing of what's happened there. Um, but that doesn't like take away from both things, right? And like what I found out was that we were saying the last thing Gergen probably wants is a replay. Yeah, absolutely. But then his subs. In the I mean, he brings Ox Do Gomez on. It's a bit like, well, maybe he did, maybe because that that was there was no. I mean, Liverpool seemed to lose their goal threat from that point onwards, mm. which was odd. It is odd, but it's like he's done this a lot with his sort of his team selection previously in the cup, whereby he has what is in his head and he's going to make them changes regardless of what the game looks like. And I think that was another case of that. Like he was going to get Salah off, he was going to get Cody Gakpo off, and he was going to get Trent off because he needs their minutes. He needs their minutes further down the line in some, some shape or form so regardless of the state of the game that's what's happening if it means we lose it means we lose if it means we win great if it stays as a replay so be it but yeah the last thing I think both managers Lopetegui was obviously McKean was mustered to get something from the game later on there which I get he wants to sort of change the fortune of Wolves so I get why he's doing that and Klopp similarly with us really he wants to change our sort of method of direction our direction of travel but yeah, I don't know. For me, a replay is the worst possible outcome from that. I th and I know we haven't got the fixture congestion we had last season because we're not in the League Cup, but it just feels like the, the, the seven-day break we had coming up was a, was a blessing for us, and now that's gone. It's really annoying. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you've seen says where's Paul and Chris? That's the match. Actually, Chris is at the match. Paul is not there today, but that's where the lads are. So yeah, if you're wondering where Paul and Chris are, keep an eye on the channel. Chloe's down there as well. So yeah, keep an eye. That's where they are. I think Chris actually took his daughter to her first ever game today, which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, I don't know if she particularly would have enjoyed that one, but yeah, that's where they were. Um, so to, to round things up, then Dan, like, what's glaringly obvious, by the way, my take from all of that. Yeah, we, we are listen defensively if he up front in here. The pools in the field with what three of the well, all five of what you call Liverpool's best five in the field. So, Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson mm. start Naby and Elliot come on. So, yeah. at the minute, that's the best options we've got, really, in terms of the five. It's it, it we, we keep repeating ourselves, but it was just another example. The Reds need another, the Reds need to get themselves another midfield option. It's, it's baffling that they haven't already done it. Mm. Mateus Nunez, who come on and was obviously involved in that controversial disallowed goal, isn't it? but he can't sign anyway till the summer. Mm. Drew Bellingham, we know they're really keen on can't sign till the summer, but I mean, with all due respect, we're playing Real Madrid in a few weeks and we're, that that's not going to cut it. That, it, it. They are looking now. Like, I don't know who's fault. If it's Jürgen, if it's Julian Ward, if it's the owners refusing the money, whoever's fault it is, if it's the owners spent with fucking money, if it's the manager or the sporting director, find the midfielder because a two-man Wolves midfield without Nori kind of drifting into spaces, time and time again, they were just running through the middle of us time and time again. It was like we didn't have anyone in there and mm. they're, they're meant to be our best players, but our best options are there at the minute. They are our best options. Yeah, far too easy. Absolutely far too easy. And, I've been reticent to criticize, overly criticise them for some time now because of who these players are and what they've done for the club. But at the same time, we can't strike the right balance. Like I thought tonight could be it because it offered so much experience, it offered so much class and quality, but it just looks short on energy, looks short on legs, and it even looks short on organisation at times as well. And I think Matias Nunes really exposed that when he came on. I mean, they, they had the better of the midfield battle all night, even when there was two of them in there. And occasionally, I know, even occasionally, Adama Traore went central and they really did run rings around us. And it was time and time again, they seemed to be in at our back four, which is massively alarming. Like I say, Real Madrid, that'd be hot knife through butter sort of territory, only for them. They'll just they'll gorge on that all day long. But yeah, when Nunes came on, there's a couple of instances whereby he just glides through and he just bypasses Thiago. And I love Thiago to pieces, but that can't happen. That that simply can't happen because better players than Nunes will will have some end product and they'll make us pay for it. Like you know what I mean. So I think there was a lesson there, yet another lesson. I mean, you know, Klopp has been really sort of at pains to say it starts with the forwards. He said this week the defending starts with the forwards, which it does. I get that, and he wants to sort of shift the attention away from the midfield, but you can't escape it. You just can't escape it. Like when the ball breaks down and the opposition midfield pick it up, they're at us. They're at us time and time again. Fabinho early on gets turned, doesn't foul his man, away they go, they're in at us again. How many times does one man need to get beat in our midfield and we are in major trouble? Yeah, absolutely, you're right. It, it, it was a, that, that was the story of the game, really. It takes away, really, from a, a good goal from Nunes, a decent Mo Salah goal, albeit with a bit of luck, but Liverpool, again, just too easy to play against, too easy to, to score goals against. That architects of their own downfall, really, and their their reward for that is they've got to go got to go to Molyneux now in a midweek where they could have had the feet up. Um, we've got we'll be covering that one as well, so we can't wait for all of that one. But Dan, thanks very much for joining us. I'm shame it wasn't a, a Reds win. All you guys at home, thank you very much for tuning in as well. Dan will be back very very shortly with the fan reaction show. So yeah, get your comments in on the social media. We'll put a tweet out very very shortly that you can reply to. If you're one of our YouTube members, you guys will have access, and of course our Red Men Plus Club Legends use the Discord chat to get involved. 
I'll be then over at the board with the player rating show again on YouTube to come and join me for that one. And then later on, Dan, I'll be back on Redmen Plus for the instant match reaction. So do join us for that one. And like I say, um, Paul and the team will be back by the way on Monday as well with a final way to review this one more time. So we've got loads of content to keep you going over the next few days where we can all try and give you basically a big virtual hug with the fact that the Reds are a little bit crap at the moment. Thanks very much for tuning in. We'll catch you all next time. Take care. If you enjoyed this podcast, then we've got a whole load more for you right now. Head over to redmenplus.com. You can get extra Redmen podcasts. You've got Around the League. You've got the debate show, Jano Insight with Neil Jones, and Podcast Extra, all the stuff that we could never possibly broadcast on public spaces. Uh, it is there, available in your native podcasting app on the go as well. Head to redmenplus.com and sign up.